your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the compo culture that Ireland has been under for a very long time could be about to change because a woman who tripped in a pavement claimed her ankle fracture was worth up to 11 times more than the €3,000 she was offered by the Personal Injuries Assessment Board. The High Court recently rejected this woman's challenge to lower rates of compensation for minor accidents. So could we be seeing the end of our ongoing battle with Compo Culture, Limerick solicitor Andrew Darcy joins us on the programme this morning. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, Julian. How are you? I'm not too bad. Now, this claim right. was a lead case in a number of challenges to new mm. personal injury guidelines which came into effect last year. What's your own reaction to it? Um, that's right, yeah. The underlying case concerns, as I understand it, a young uh, lady in Waterford who uh, fractured her ankle um, in an accident and brought an action against uh, Watford City Council, as I understand. Um, so they conceded liability. They accepted they were responsible. And uh, she brought a case to her sister to the injuries board. The injuries board then, having gone through all the various different bits and bobs and having her assessed by an independent doctor, etc., awarded her €3,000. Um, so that would, for her ankle fracture. So what is involved in in an ankle fracture, I suppose, is that she was in a boot for a couple of weeks. She had physiotherapy. Obviously, she had a lot of suffering and pain and um, inconvenience, uh, etc. And uh, in their wisdom, the injuries board decided that that was worth €3,000 as per the new guidelines. Those new guidelines were brought in in around April 21. Uh, so on foot of that assessment, uh, her legal team brought a challenge then to the High Court and it was considered to be the lead case in a number of other cases that challenged the uh, level of the award and the manner in which the award uh, is uh, calculated, etc. Um, and that was dismissed. So I suppose the question, as you're asking me, coming back to it, what do I think of it? Um, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's um, difficult for this poor lady uh, to see that the sum of three thousand euro uh, would be, uh, you know, significant or a fair compensation for the injury that she suffers, um, and you also have to remember that she has to navigate the uh, Personal Injury Assessment Board Acts, the Injuries Board processes, um, etc. And if she, having gone through the whole process, decides with her legal representatives to accept um, the three thousand euro. The Injuries Board doesn't award legal costs, so if she decides to accept it, then she has to pay her legal costs out of that. The question arises then as to how much money out of her ankle fracture she might receive. Not a lot. What would, uh, would, what would you imagine that uh, the legal costs would be typically in a case like that? Typically, it, it would probably swallow the most of the €3,000. Uh, you have to remember that the first part of the uh, the action. So this lady comes in. She says, "I fractured my ankle. Uh, I did damage, etc." You have to right away get a medical report. You have to uh, potentially get engineering evidence to uh, confirm whether the claim is sustainable or not. Uh, is there negligence? Is there a thing called malfeasance, mil- uh, non-feasance? Is the whole concept that the local authorities uh, apply? 
you've got to navigate her through that. You've got to instruct the local authority in relation to bring a case. And once and when you gather all the evidence, then you must submit your application to the injuries board. They then have 90 days within which to reply. Uh, if it's accepted by the defendants, then the injuries board then have nine months or longer in which to assess it. Then she has to submit her out-of-pocket expenses to the injuries board, etc., etc., etc. And so it's a, it's a long process. And the, there are three injuries board acts. Uh, the first act in 2003 has 86 sections in it. It refers to 15 different acts. There's two other subsequent acts. So a person would be mad to try to do this by themselves. And I'm in practice for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever come across somebody who has tried to navigate themselves. So correctly, uh, a prudent person engages a solicitor, and that person then navigates them through the injuries board process. And at the end of it, uh, in this situation, this lady gets uh, 3,000 euro. And uh, she might get some amount of money awarded uh, uh, in her favour, but it won't be a lot for a fractured ankle. No, so I'm she not- might... Yeah, and it it probably isn't worth the hassle is the way I'm looking at it. After you telling me that if I fractured my ankle, I would go, I'm not. There's no way I'm going through the hassle of all of that to come out with a small sum at the very end of it. And most of it go to my solicitor. The the solicitor would make all the money from it. Um, So the solicitor... um, well, you're getting well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you're getting money for nothing, but solicitors yeah. will be pay, they're getting money for their work, but they're they're yes. getting more benefit than the, the perhaps the injured party is. Can I ask you, you know, when it comes to assessing these, do they take into account other factors? For example, somebody who might fracture their ankle at a young age compared to somebody who might fracture their ankle at an old a older age might have diff- different impact on yes, them. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And another factor that might come into it is, you know, whatever you might do for a living, for one person having a fractured ankle might mean that they're out of work for a considerable period of time exactly. or not able to earn uh, the same amount of money if they're self-employed, if they're a painter exactly. and they have to go up ladders. Are all those things taken into account? They would be ordinarily. So um, in addition, you make very good points there in relation to the level of injury. So I suppose I, don't, I haven't seen the medical report in respect to this young lady. Uh, so perhaps it was a simple fracture and perhaps it is healed early. Now, I tried to do the research in, in various different parts on, on newspapers, etc. And it doesn't give the detail. It just says that she was in a boot and she was in therapy, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's in the circumstances that uh, it, the manner in which the injury and the amount of which the person receives is based upon the nature of the injury, how complex the injury it is, what treatment the person needed and how long it took for that person to recover. So as you correctly point out, a younger person possibly will recover quickly, whereas a person, an older person, it might have dramatic, significant effects upon uh, an older older people. They might have developed arthritis. They may never recover their ability to walk again. It might result, I've actually had this case with a lady who broke her ankle. She ended up in a nursing home and she subsequently died of having broken her ankle. So it can have dramatic, uh, significant um, uh, impact upon people. And you correctly identify that the age profile um, etc. You know that difference uh, from. We shouldn't worry. Person. We shouldn't worry that those things aren't being taken into account because you say they are. But I, I suppose we should just tell the listeners what this particular woman in Waterford had been expecting. She had been advised that her injuries would attract damages of between eighteen thousand, and so six times what she uh, actually got, and up to thirty-four thousand, which would be more than eleven times 
what she actually got. Uh, I would assume it was a solicitor who advised her. Well, I don't know. I can't say. I, I don't know. Maybe it was her, na- her neighbour. <laughs> her neighbour said, said that, that she was advised of this, is it? No, no she, she said this was what she was advised. I, I suppose right. I, I'm imagining that it was a solicitor who advised. Yeah. That's what she uh, got. But I, it, it could equally have been a neighbour. It could have been a friend. Yeah. Somebody oh, who yeah. had got a similar payout for a mm. similar injury at another case. And it may it may well be, you know, as again, the parameters in which you define the nature of the injury is based upon how complex the injury is, how sustained it was, uh, and how long it took for the person to recover, and all those other added inconveniences, as you say, being out of work. But tell me, Andrew, uh, what does it mean for the wider uh, compensation area? I mean... People have long been complaining that people were injured parties were getting too much and that people were just kind of, you know, perhaps yeah, well, see, taking yeah. cases, uh, uh, you know, for a small slip here and there. Um, is this going to discourage us or is it actually going to mean people with genuine injuries are not going to be properly compensated? Well, exactly. Well, I, well, uh, yes, exactly. That That is my view is that the people potentially who are genuine are going to be put off. Like the, there's been uh, a bit of a propaganda war that's been going on for quite some time uh, by the vested interests, namely the insurance companies, who are uh, who have managed to garner hundreds of millions of, of, of profit. SPD made 100 million last year. Axie made 40 million last year, etc. In profit, uh, and they've been banging a, a drum uh, as regards to try to vilify compensation people who bring people cases, etc. And besmirching genuine right-minded people uh, in an attempt to stop them from bringing cases. Uh, so the question is in relation to all of these guidelines, etc., what is the ultimate purpose of it? So they were brought in by the government for what reason? The reason was, was because they wanted to try to reduce the premium uh, for um, people who get insurance. So the question is, has that been happening or are the insurance companies benefiting from it? So it appears to me from what I can see and from the straw poll that I've done talking to people that their insurance premiums have not gone up. And when you do the research, uh, it's quite clear. Do you mean they've the, not come down? Sorry, gone down, exactly. Mm. Uh, and that the, the profits are, are either going up or maintaining of the insurance companies. So it is, a, it is, a, it is an absolute... Uh, it's a genius in propaganda by the insurance companies, and they have managed to beat a drum uh, for the last number of years. But none of the statistics actually uphold uh, the noise that they're making. They were before the Joint Oireachtas Committee, uh, the Oireachtas Committee there uh, in the last year or two, and all the contentions that they maintained in relation to claims going up was proven wrong. All of the claims in relation to uh, their profits going down was proven wrong. So this noise has been going on in the background, and they have... Uh, they have a lot of money yeah, but, to be but able Andrew, to go behind the campaign. They, mm. they weren't wrong about some of the points that they were making. In in terms of like the payouts that were given in this country compared to other European countries, there were huge disparities, e- even across the water, for simple injuries like whiplash injuries in terms of what people got. So those points being made, I, I think most people agreed with the insurance companies. But yes, we, do, we would like to see our premiums come down, but maybe the answer isn't to get rid of the Personal Injuries Assessment Board. Um, maybe the answer is just more to in, more competition in the market. I don't, I'm not really sure. Oh, yeah, well, certainly more competition because that's another issue um, uh, in relation to insurance companies uh, and 
uh, that that definitely is something that should occur as a relation to uh, comparable of jurisdictions. You know, it's it's comparing of jurisdictions is always a dangerous thing. You know, different countries have different reasons for different things happening. So they're not you're not equating uh, like with like. So I, I think that's always a very dangerous comparison. Uh, and if you are going to make comparisons, whereas the compensation for soft tissue might be lower in England, the legal costs uh, are substantially higher in England, substantially higher for those type of uh, small compensation cases. So that's a point that's never been made. Uh, and it's again, it's ignored. So if you want to start making comparisons, they're not like with like. So... Uh, so and you may, we have yeah. a listener has gone in touch with us about this as well and, you know, talking about bogus claims being made and yeah. also the issue of no claim, no fee. Uh, yes. Because that is a perception out there that there are, you know, many people going to solicitors not paying a penny because the, the deal is if they don't win the case, they won't have to pay a fee. Is that a myth? Uh, well, no, I, I suppose in relation to firstly the bogus claims question. Again, uh, it's a very pejorative term uh, that's again bandied around a bit like the the compo culture pejorative term. Lots of these little catchphrases that uh, hang nicely in the the public arena that people grab onto. But again, when you go down into the information, when the Oireachtas Committee asked the insurance industry in relation to fraudulent bogus claims, on their facts, what level of of claims percentage-wise there are, they said less than 1%. On their facts, on their information, but notwithstanding that, they keep beating a drum like every second person is bringing a fraudulent claim with the view to vilifying uh, genuine victims. And it's the victim, etc., who's the person who's being hit here, the victim of, uh, of a case and a wrongdoing. Uh, they do nothing wrong. They hurt themselves whether they break their back, whether they fracture their shoulder, etc. But the money has been taken from their pocket as a result of these guidelines. And the money is going directly into the insurance company's pockets and not been handed back. That is the issue. So the victim is the individual, of which there are many in the Limerick area and the surrounding area, etc., who are the ones who are actually being hit by all of this. Okay. Uh, so, and it's just, unfortunately, it is a, it is an, they deserve great credit because it is an absolute piece of genius in propaganda. Well, let's put it out to our listeners, Andrew. Ask them what they think. Uh, do you think that this is a good thing, that the claims are coming down? Have you noticed any difference in your insurance premiums or are they the same? Are the insurance companies the only ones that are benefiting? Let us know. Send us a WhatsApp or a text to 86 Solicitor Andrew Darcy, thanks for joining us on Limerick Today this morning. Not at all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Limerick.